Thanks for tuning into the Murphology Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy, a.k.a. Murph, and I am here to give tips and information about group bicycling and bicycle touring with a focus on the Midwest and hopefully provide some entertainment for you as well. All right. Well, with me today is Katie Morio. Hey, Katie. Hi, Kathy. We're outside overlooking the beautiful Cedar River right now. Um, there is a train track in our distance, so we may have a train that comes through later, but it's pretty beautiful out, even though the sun isn't shining. Yeah, it is really nice. Yeah. It's a good temperature. Yeah. So I rode my bike here. You were at baseball? Yep. Tate Cummins just across the street. Yeah. So then we thought, let's meet here. It's beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, so Katie, uh, gosh, I don't know how many years I've known you, but um, you are a biking fanatic, but you're also an adventure fanatic, in my opinion. <laughs> like you do... A little bit of everything. Yeah. I love that about you. So, <laughs> and that's why you're here on the podcast. I thought, let's talk about this stuff. Okay. So for one thing, you've been to some amazing places and have the patches to prove it, which I'm super jealous that you remember to go to these great places and get a patch. <laughs> like I'll finish a trip and be like, man, I forgot to get a patch. Has that happened to you yet? Uh, yes. I don't think I have a patch from Oregon. Oh, but no Craig way. But that he would send me one. Okay. So. I was going to say, hopefully we have connections yeah, in Oregon. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, well, let's get some highlights of some of the trips that you've been on. I just think they're amazing and well worth talking about. Okay. We've got New Zealand. Mm -hmm. What do you remember about New Zealand? Uh, it was gorgeous weather. We went um, when it was really cold here. It was the end of February, first week of March. We were there for two weeks and it was basically their September. So it was just oh, absolutely nice. gorgeous. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was basically about 50 degrees in the morning when you wake up. I went for a nice walk every morning and um, afternoon it was a little warm, but yeah. as soon as the sun went down, it was chilly. Oh, nice. So it was and just like September. Were you guys like self-contained in camping or were you in hostels or hotels? Um, we did Airbnbs. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you still had to carry your gear with you or did you have a driver? We also ended up uh, renting a van. So we had a van oh, the whole time named Wendy. You named your van. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Wendy took good care of you. Wendy was awesome. <laughs> uh, what's the terrain like in New Zealand? Oh, gosh. It was all, all kind. I mean, it was really hilly some days and... Um, there were a couple flat days. Um, one day we kind of did a little bit of mountain biking. That was kind of fun. Oh, okay. So This is terrible, but I don't really know much about New Zealand. Is there a native language or does everyone speak English there? Everyone speaks English. I was surprised. They had yeah. things like Subway there, yeah. Domino's. I really? mean, it was, it, the food was amazing. It was really, really good. Oh. But, but it's just like here. Okay. All right. Cool. Would you go back there and do that again? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I um, would probably go to the other island. Oh, okay. Um, the guys that I was with had been out there before, and they, they said if they went back, they'd do the other island again. Gotta look into that. Yeah. Put that on should. my bucket list. You should. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be a place I'd definitely go back to. Awesome. Well, then, uh, United States, you did an awesome trip to Oregon. Yep. What we was went from Portland and rode down to Bend over, I believe, four or five days really hilly as well was it yeah and how about there did you camp or airbnbs or hotels? um we've um pretty much done airbnbs the whole time <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why we're laughing because it's still i mean you're yeah. still biking the whole way like it's not necessarily yeah. like roughing it but well, it was kind of funny because when they talked about where we would stay for new zealand they asked the group okay what do you guys think do you guys want to chance it do you want to camp do you want hotels and i piped up right away and i was like you know, there's something about a good hot shower and a yes, bed. Yes. Especially if we're going to be doing a lot of miles and a lot of climbing and um, just a shower and a bed is yeah. just 
and then um, everybody else seemed to agree. So <laughs> I was very happy. I mean, I would have camped if. Oh, for sure, yeah. And what kind of mileage were you doing um, in like the Oregon and New Zealand trips? Was it like 30, 40, 50 a day? Um, probably more like 40 to 60. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Oregon, um, I've, gosh, I've been to like Mount Hood and I've mm-hmm. been to like the Multnomah Falls. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, it's pretty hilly everywhere we went. Yeah, it was. It was. I remember um, when we went from Portland to, I don't remember where it was the first night, but mm-hmm. at the end of that trip, I just almost wanted to take my bike and throw it off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were going to, the restaurant bar was just up the street. We were going to go there for dinner. And I'm like, I am not biking there. I mean, you could... It was only like a half mile, but I was like, I'm walking. You're like, nope, (laughs) I've taken my hot shower. I am not getting on that bike seat again. Yes. So (laughs) I do remember that from that trip. Like, oh my God. Now I've seen pictures of your, uh, actually I've probably seen pictures to all of your trips, but the Canada trip is the Mm -hmm. most memorable to me when I look at your photographs because the scenery And the elevation. Oh, yeah. Like, tell us about that. <laughs> um, that was my first touring trip, so I really had no idea what I was getting into. Sure. Um, we had support on that trip as well. Um, we had uh, Matt Anderson's parents. They drove a, um, a little camper thing, mm-hmm. and they made us lunch every day. And so <laughs> in the beginning, we thought we were going to carry all this stuff and bike up all, you know, this mountain just like we, you know. Yeah bike all the time and it was it was funny it was like after every few miles we'd stop and take more stuff off of our bikes (laughs) you're like well if the van the camper thing's there like why not yeah yeah it was absolutely breathtaking though I would love to do that again and we have to give a a shout out to Matt Anderson because he's actually from Canada so he probably helped you guys out with or decided what the route would be and places he had Mm -hmm. been maybe growing up or something Mm -hmm. like that or at least knew yeah he he planned it all and it was it was amazing. I would I would do that again in a heartbeat yeah. as well. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, you've got all kinds of new trips plus yeah. redoing these old trips. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would put any of those on mm-hmm. my bucket list. Did you have you been on other other epic trips mm-hmm. like that that maybe um, I don't we remember? Did um let's see London to Amsterdam. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. And Frenchie planned that one. Oh my gosh! Um, and he's from that area, yes. isn't he? Yep, he's from London. So that was really great. The only thing about that trip was um, he's such a great cyclist and he bikes. I mean, he doesn't even own a car. He bikes everywhere. So he's in really, really good biking shape. And so he planned those days like 80 to 100 miles a day. And that was way too much. (laughs) I think we, it was, I think our group was 11 or 14 people. I don't know how many people it was, but I mean, oh man, that was incredible incredible amount of miles yeah so it took a, you know how we are like it's gonna take us all day like by the right. time we'd roll into town it was midnight right and, and then so you'd have didn't, to know you'd yeah. have to do the mileage again the next day yep and get up and get right on bike so I felt like we didn't really get to see mm-hmm. as much as as I would have liked to do you remember actually biking in London was it like my vision of London is that it'd be super congested and it was. hard to get through, like mm-hmm. maybe like Chicago kind of deal. Yeah, yep. But we luckily had him and a, and a couple of his buddies, and we just kind of followed them and did what they did. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, yeah. Having those guys with us was amazing, especially they knew French. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so we'd go to a restaurant, none of us would speak French, and he would tell us what, what would to order. Perfect. So mm-hmm. it's about, it, it is always about who you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that you and I have been on numerous 
um, short like Midwest tours mm-hmm. together. Uh, the ride out to Ragbrag comes to mind, of mm-hmm. course, which is I've talked about on this podcast several times because I've interviewed people who have been part of mm-hmm. our group. Um, how would you describe that trip? Oh, that's like my favorite summer trip. Yeah. I just I just love doing it. I mean, I've done Ragbrag enough times where I could I could take or leave Ragbrag, you know. I mean, <laughs> sure. I love it. And, sure. Um, and I keep doing it every year. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, and everybody, we talk about it all the time, but everyone needs to experience it at least yeah. once. Or for me, 20 mm-hmm. some times. Yeah. Like you too. You've gone a million <laughs> times. But the ride out is just a whole different animal. It was, it's just so fun and just getting to know people better and, and just kind of figure things out along the way. Like, because there's not always a plan. Right. And, uh, well, we rarely follow the plan. Like yeah. it's like, you know, we kind of know where we're going to go, but since we have everything on our bikes, if we don't make it that far or if we exactly. go farther, I mean, that sort of thing. But I've said this many times, but Iowa is not flat. No, no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I keep thinking about that day too, that we've done the last, the last two years from, I don't remember. Yeah. Elberon I to Haverhill. Yes. Oh my gosh, that day <laughs> is so hilly and so hot the Exhaust. last couple of oh, years. Oh yeah, so like, hot too. Super, super mm-hmm. hot. So yeah, we definitely, uh, I mean, we don't have a choice. We have to do it at mm-hmm. the end of July because we're going to uh, Ragbri, which mm-hmm. happens every year at the end of July. But man, it is hot. It's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> As we're sitting here now with blankets on I and... Know. <laughs> hoping that it doesn't start snowing anytime oh, soon so God. so recently again this is me looking on Facebook at your photographs <laughs> but it uh, looks like you did an amazing gravel race oh right yeah and so if I remember right I think I saw you maybe a couple weeks before but you were trying out gravel like for <laughs> one of the first times you're like we're gonna go on a test run <laughs> and then we're gonna do a race yeah so give us an idea of maybe what that race was and what it was all about um, well, they have the big jingle cross, uh, cyclocross mm-hmm. event in Iowa City. And um, let's see, they called it the Gravel Grinder. Ooh. And it wasn't really a race per se. It was more of a, just of a fun ride. Okay. Um, I don't know why they call it a race. I think it, like at the end you could win something if, if you got back in time. Okay. Um, it was it was really fun. Um, it was beautiful weather. The scenery was beautiful. We saw horses and buggies. Oh, and, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It yeah. was so neat. And you were on uh, gravel roads, obviously, mm-hmm. but you ended up on, like, dirt and mud. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> level B roads that probably don't even have vehicles on them. Right. Yeah. I didn't I didn't actually realize that that was going to happen. <laughs> but I made it up the first really bad one with no trouble. But there was one towards the end that there was just no way I could, I had to get off and walk for a bit because I mean, there was rocks, there was water, there was just, I mean, I just couldn't keep my balance. It was just crazy. So I I did walk up a little bit of that hill. And then as soon as I could get my momentum going, I got back on. So I got a cool (laughs) pick at the top. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And what kind of bike did you use for that ride? Um, I have a Surly Straggler. I pretty much just use that for almost everything anymore because it can pretty much do everything. Yeah. uh, But you were not like self-contained. You didn't have extra weight on the bike, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, good. Uh -uh. No, I took everything off. Yeah. You described, you know, with mud and rain and big ruts. Yes. Like, low travel maybe no travel right exactly there's no way you could get a car up that I mean you have to wonder how the race officials or ride (laughs) officials even find those roads like there was this girl too that was ahead of me I I never had met her before but man she just 
got up that hill like it was nothing. Really? Yeah. It was really cool to watch. And I'm like, I just don't know how you could. Yeah. Uh, how? Now, you seem like somebody that would see that, and then you would go to the bottom of the hill and try it <laughs> again. <laughs> we had to be back by one. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> so was the group you were with, were they also newbies or experts or uh yeah well Lori was a newbie just like me but um basically the the uh, the guys I do a lot of the the traveling touring with um they like to ride a lot of gravel and they had posted something the other day like hey you should sign up for this uh 200 mile blah 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 (laughs) on gravel and I just started laughing and I said um, I think I would rather do a, like a more of a fun one right. for my first one. <laughs> um, and so then right after I did that, Jacob posted the, the link to this for this one. And I, I was like, oh, I'm sure I probably have something going on. I looked at my calendar. There was nothing going on. You're I'm like, like, I'm doing it. You know what? Like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Are you glad you did it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely do it again, too, especially like with a group. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I like want to go race gravel now and right. do all that crazy you know right. but with a good group I would love to it awesome. was so fun awesome yeah I dabble in gravel but have never done like a sponsored ride like you did mm-hmm. which would be fun to do because mm-hmm. then you can especially if you have somebody with you who's been on gravel before mm-hmm. they can help you make sure your tires are at the right pressure yeah. mm-hmm. and kind of teach you a little bit along the way and it makes it fun yeah like you were were with some super fun people yes I was yeah yeah okay speaking of fun people Mm -hmm. you have three great kids oh yes who are as active as you are Mm -hmm. and it was pretty recent that you literally loaded up the gang and (laughs) went to Root River yep we just did that last weekend all right well what was that all about um well it was my birthday weekend and uh magically everybody's stuff got canceled. Oh my gosh, yeah. um, I don't know. There was no practices. I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's go do the root river. We yeah. did it one other time a couple of years ago and we stayed in the same hotel. We stayed in Preston mm-hmm. and, um, we ended up biking 70 miles. Wow. It was pretty fun. How did you keep your kids <laughs> motivated to ride 70 miles? <laughs> Snacks and <laughs> treats. <laughs> Snacks, of course. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Root River is up in Minnesota, yep. and it's an amazing trail system. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think if you ever have to be on roads, uh-uh. maybe in Lanesboro for a little bit, but or maybe not. You just cross one street, I think, in Lanesboro. Yeah, so it's fairly safe. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's not flat. I mean, no. there's a few good hills uh, along the Root mm-hmm. River, but beautiful. Yeah, it was just gorgeous. It was a gorgeous day. You're riding alongside a river, and... Just the towns are perfectly spaced apart. They're, yeah. you know, eight to ten miles. So right. every eight to ten miles you can stop and get a snack or yep. piece you know. of pie. There's a yes. pie place. Yep. 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 Play on the playground, run around, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do your kids actually like biking or were they doing it just because mom wanted them to? <laughs> they love biking. <laughs> they, uh, honestly, they started biking when they were the twins, I think, were biking by four years old. Oh. They're so. actually sitting with us and making <laughs> Smiley faces and kind of weird faces. We're trying to decide if that... I think they're saying that they really like doing whatever you want them to do. Yeah. We make it fun, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Just food and M- we had unlimited M&Ms. And yeah, it yeah, it's like a, a, almost like a cheat weekend. They're like, oh, you yeah. eat whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You too, maybe. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and then we knew we had the hot tub at the end of oh, the hotel. Oh, yeah. So. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of kids, you and your oldest son mm-hmm. did a sprint triathlon, maybe more than one. Mm-hmm. Twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Um, let's see. So this year was the second year we did it. It's the Pigman in June. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we did it for the first time last year and in January he's like mom let's let's get signed up and wow. I was like oh I don't know <laughs> I I'm like I don't you know I haven't been swimming I haven't really been running yeah. but okay fine so I signed up and then of course it was like oh my god like <laughs> the training yeah the training for it and and then um of course when you do it it's it's just you're oh it's so fun yeah the actual race is so fun it's yeah. just the anxiety building up to it that you're not ready for it right and did you guys do it as a team or you both were individuals um, individuals okay mm-hmm. so he did his own triathlon mm-hmm. and you did your own yep and he must have liked it enough that he said let's do it again oh yeah 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 yep definitely. awesome would he do it again you think? oh yeah so our plan for next summer <laughs> is for all of us to do it oh my god the twins will finally be old enough i oh think you have my- to be 13 to do it so awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A whole, the whole Mario family is yep. going to be out there. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to have a cheer squad that goes um, out there. Ashley is a little nervous cause she, she doesn't swim a lot. She's a gymnast. So she spends all her time doing that. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, so she's not the best swimmer, but I'll, I'm like, I'll stick with you the whole time. Yeah. And you know what? We don't even have to stick our face in the water. You can just do the breaststroke or right. side stroke or whatever. We just got to make it through. Right. <laughs> scariest part about the swim is waiting to get in the water yeah like yeah. standing there mm-hmm. oh my gosh mm-hmm. am I gonna you know drown am I gonna make it yeah and then once you're in the water you're like why was I nervous I like know. it's yep. fine you can't necessarily see the bottom and sometimes you get bumped by other uh, athletes but it's fine I am so excited though it's just gonna be amazing yay <laughs> well we're gonna have to have you on uh, next after next June and see <laughs> get the get your kids on to it yeah. then they'll have to tell us how amazing it was <laughs> for christmas i'm gonna buy you guys uh uh to get into the pig man are you excited that's a that's an awesome christmas present you guys <laughs> okay they're not talking uh okay so katie when you're not on your bike mm-hmm. you have plenty of other passions or mm-hmm. at least i think that they're passions because mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time doing them um, for one, you are an Ironman finisher. Yes. So speaking of triathlons, an Ironman is the most you can do as far as a triathlon. So we're talking a two and a half mile swim. Mm-hmm. Then you get done with that. Then you jump on your bike for, is it 115? 112. 112 miles. Mm-hmm. And then you're not done yet. Then you got to <laughs> go change your clothes and run a full marathon. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you did the Madison one, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Now, would you do another Ironman? I definitely would do another one, just not for a while. It's just yeah. the amount of hours that it takes for the training. Oh, I yeah. just don't have the time with all of their sports now. So. Yeah, I can't imagine. It would be almost a full-time job to do the training mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay, so besides that, mm-hmm. you do powerlifting and bodybuilding. Yep. And are you still <laughs> moving forward with that? Um. Yeah, my plan is to the spring do another bodybuilding show. I'd like to do figure. I did bikini this time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they have more fat on the body. Okay. And so um, what I'd like to do is figure, which is leaner, like more bigger muscles, but leaner. Okay. So it's kind a different like, style, mm-hmm. a different workout. It's kind of the, like the next step up. Oh, okay. So it's the diet's going to be a lot more strict, I think. And, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to do it over a longer period of time than I had to do the last one. Oh, wow. So you're talking about major, major training to get your body mm-hmm. in shape, but yep. then your innards too like yeah. your, your fitness as far as diet uh-huh. is probably crazy yeah, yeah there will be no trips to root river when no, you are no <laughs> I, if they do then i'll have to have all my food packed in a cooler oh my yeah. gosh mm-hmm. oh that's that's awesome mm-hmm. and then you've done ragnar mm-hmm. yep. and ragnar uh, i've never done ragnar but it's a team effort mm-hmm. where you 
uh, start in one city and end in another? Right. And you're running the whole time? Yes. Okay. It's like a relay. A relay race. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I've seen you kayaking. Yep. And of course, you've gone hiking. Yes. I think we went <laughs> once last year and then I got a tick oh. on me and so I never wanted to do it again. Oh. I know. I need to get back into that. Anyway. We did some hiking um, in Colorado when we went, went out to Ooh, visit okay. Matt and Kelly. Like in the mountains kind mm-hmm. of deal? Yeah. It was really fun. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so the list goes, goes on. Mm-hmm. And this is in addition to all your kids' school and ac- yeah. school activities, and you have a successful career. Yes. <laughs> so, the question is, how do you do it all? Um, I guess I prioritize. Yeah. I make lists. I write everything down so I don't screw anything up. There you go. Um, everything has to be written on my calendar. Otherwise, like I said, I have to figure out how I'm going to make it all fit. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of help from others. Um, Paco helps run the kids for me mm-hmm. or my parents do a lot as well. And sure. it's hard to get it all done, but it, it, at this point in my life, it's kind of, I kind of just take it a day at a time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Figure out how is everybody getting where they need to be. <laughs> so, and so far it's working. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. far. So yeah. far. Yeah. Well, uh, when you look at, you know, all the activities that you do, and of course, you know, this podcast is about the bicycling, mm-hmm. but, um, any advice you would give to somebody who thinks they can't get out there and get active? Um, you just kind of have to make time. Yeah. I mean, this summer, Andrew had football at 6 in the morning, and I've always done my workouts in the morning because it's the least time that conflicts with everybody else's stuff. So sure. I was like, how am I still going to get my workout in mm-hmm. if he has to be at Kennedy at 6? So then I started just getting up earlier. I mean, I got up at 4 and went in at 4 instead of 5. So wow. I just kind of... You know, you just make it through one day at a time. Yeah. And if it's something that you're passionate Mm -hmm. about, you'll want to make time. Like you want to see the outcome. You Mm want to know that you can, you know, get on your bike. Yeah. I mean, you find ways. mm -hmm. Like, for instance, Ben has a baseball game and he has to be there an hour early to warm up. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times I would take that hour while he's warming up to go on a jog or Mm -hmm. go on a a power walk or whatever. Yeah. Trying to make make um, good use of all of my time. Yeah, I guess. Which reminds me, uh, me and a friend were biking. <laughs> what town was that? Center Point. Yeah, we uh-huh. were literally biked to Center Point in the middle of the day one day. We're parking our bikes, and here comes Katie walking, or you're like power walking yeah. by, and we're like, uh-huh. "What? What are you doing here?" And it was sports, right? Yeah, Ben was playing up at Center Point, yeah. and they 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 warm up for a full hour, and it's like, yeah. you know, I'm just not gonna sit in my chair for an hour, right? Well, what's on the horizon as far as adventures? Anything coming up? Um, I really don't have anything coming up anytime soon. I mean, there's um, the ski trips. We ski a lot in the winter. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, but as far as biking trips, I unfortunately don't have anything in the books. Um, one of the guys that does a lot of the planning just had their first baby. Oh, sure. So, so he's preoccupied. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know I'd like to, I'd, I really want to do something in Ireland. Mm. Um then I've seen a lot of people doing some traveling in Iceland lately, too. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in Iowa, this is kind of the season where if you're a fat biker, you do short trips, mm-hmm. you know, because once it gets cold, it's hard to think about loading up the bike and camping and doing yeah. all that kind of thing. So, yeah, this is the time when you can mentally plan for a future. Exactly. And, uh, let Jacob get that baby <laughs> <laughs> growing up and then he can start planning again. Stop having babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he's listening, Jacob, uh, you need to plan the next trip. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to go as I'm well. I'm just, um, I'm not, a, I'm not a good planner. Mm-hmm. So some of those guys get into the details, and they spend a lot of time like 
just planning everything, which is really, really nice for the rest oh, of yeah. us. You know? Yeah, and you're thankful once it happens. Yeah, I'm like, I will go and I'll just let me know yeah. when so I can get it off of work. And Perfect. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was really fun. And yeah, it was fun. We'll uh, look forward to hearing how your first family triathlon goes next year. Yes, that's exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Of course. about a touring tip. Let's talk group cycling etiquette. Whether you're cycling with a group of four or a group of 20, you have to think differently than if you are cycling solo. Safety should always be top of mind. If you're leading a group, think of yourself as the front of a semi. At least that's what I do. So when you're making decisions, you'll be thinking about safety for yourself, of course, but also safety for the back end of your crew. Group riding is one of my favorite ways to ride, especially when leading. Up front, I have control of the speed of the group, and I can see what's ahead as far as road quality, traffic hazards, and the terrain like big ol' hills. But when leading, I also take on a huge responsibility to keep the group together and to call out anything that is necessary. Simple commands like slowing or stopping create a positive chain reaction as members of the group relay the same message back. It's important as a group leader to anticipate changes like slowing or stopping well in advance so everyone has time to react. Also, when leading, you have choices on how to utilize the road or trail surface. Check on laws in your state on what is legal for bicycles on the road. In Iowa, for example, cyclists have the right to the entire lane, so it is legal to pedal side by side, but it's definitely not always practical especially if your group is holding up traffic. You know, be smart using roads and also be safe. If as a leader, you decide to split the group into two rows of side-by-side cyclists, you'll have to be diligent on calling out road hazards or anything that you see as an obstacle to the group because the cyclist three or four deep may not have as quick of a reaction time. If you're on a trail riding side-by-side, be certain you know what's ahead of you and call out when a cyclist or pedestrian is ahead. They have the right-of-way, so your group needs to switch to single file if that pedestrian or cycling is coming your way. Same goes for blind corners. If you are in the middle or the back of a cycling group, it is imperative that you are in control of your bicycle and that you are aware of everything happening in front of you, especially the bike ahead of you. If they slow or stop, you have to be in control enough to slow or stop your bike without getting too close. Also, be predictable. Stay in your lane and announce any moves you plan to make. Don't focus on who or what is behind you. Trust that they also are in control of their bike. Okay, so group cycling sounds like a lot of work, and to some extent, it does take extra focus. But group riding is so much fun. When the group is moving in sync, you can just feel the connections between all the riders. It's a great way to meet like-minded people. So group riding takes some practice, but in my opinion, it's well worth it. So get out there, grab some friends, and give group riding a try. That's this week's touring tip. 
Check out morphologypodcast.com and email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. I appreciate you and thanks for taking the time to tune in and listen to the Morphology Podcast. I will leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Morphology. This quote actually comes from Murphy's Law. If at first you don't succeed, destroy all evidence that you have tried. Think about it.